guys, and welcome back to Mythed Up. I'm Laura. And I'm Tiffany. And Tiffany's going to catch you up on last week. Okay, so last week, if y'all don't remember, or if this is your first episode, um, we talked about different versions of the myth of Hades and Persephone, um, comparing and contrasting the one that most of us learned in school involving kidnapping and rape um, to two different other versions that are a lot more like genuine love stories. So, if you haven't seen that episode yet, go ahead and check it out. I think it's pretty cool. So, today we're going to be talking about an Irish hero named Cuculain. Now, Irish mythology is split up into four different cycles. The cycle of kings, the mythological cycle, the Ulster cycle, and the Fianna cycle. The hero we're talking about is from the Ulster cycle. Now, Cuculain is known very well as an Irish hero, but he's also seen in Scottish and Manx lore. Cuculain is... his legend starts way before he's ever born. His mother, Daichain, weird name, they all have very odd names, is going hunting with her father and, in other versions, brother. But she's hunting with the High King of Ulster. And snow begins to fall, so the Ulster men seek shelter in a nearby house. And the host's wife go and goes into labor and Daichine assists with the birth. The next morning, the Ulstermen find that the house is gone, and the child is still there, so Daichine tries to raise him as her own, but he, he dies of an illness. Later on, the god Lu appears to her and tells her that, she, that he was her host, and he has put a child inside of her who should be named Satanta. But... This becomes kind of a scandal because uh, she's already betrothed to a other man, so other pe- they kind of suspected that the High King was the father, so she aborted it. So she has a tri- child with her betrothed, who she names Satanta instead. In a later and much more known version, she goes hunting like before, but instead she's the one who gives birth, and their host is Lou. The nobles of Ulster over whom should be his foster father. And someone in the end told them that several of them were going to foster him. The High King himself, one who will teach him judgment and eloquent speech, one who will protect him and guide him and provide for him. The warrior Fergus Macroch, who is the only one who's going to be relevant to this, a poet and his wife. Uh, quick sidetrack, Fergus McRoch was the former High King before the High King that was there when Satanta was born. So he was tricked out of kingship for a woman, and uh, yeah, he shrugged it off and said he liked being a bard anyways, though. Cuculain has what's called a warp spasm, or as they call it in the myth, a ristorad, where he becomes a monster. As a child living with his parents, in Ireland, he wants to be a part of a boy troop that's there. But when he sets off to go find them, he discovers that they're playing in a field and comes in without asking for their protection first. And so they take it upon them to attack him. But he beats them single-handedly, and uh, they have to put a stop to the misunderstanding because Satanta went into his... Ristorad. Later on in the myth, Kulain the Smith invites the High King to feast at his house. Before going, uh, the High King is watching Satanta play 
with the other boys, and he asks him to join the feast. And so uh, Satanta says he'll follow the king later. The king forgets to say something to Kulain, and he lets his Irish hound out. To put it into perspective, this is an Irish wolfhound, and those things are ginormous now. Think about how big they were, like, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago or so. Um, when Satanta arrives, the dog attacks him, but he kills it. The blacksmith is devastated by the loss of his hound, so Satanta promises that he will rear him a replacement, and until it's old enough to do its job, he himself will guard Kulain's house. And so a druid that was there decided to announce that afterwards his name shall be Ku Kulain, or Kulain's dog. Later on, there's a prophecy that says any warrior who takes arms during that day shall have inter- everlasting fame. So Kukulain takes up his arms and wants everlasting fame. And the guy who prophesied got really sad because now that he's done this, now he's going to die really early. He kills three enemy sons and returns home in a battle frenzy. So the High King's wife and all the Ulster women, they have to embarrass him enough to wrestle him into a barrel of water. Best way of helping your friends, embarrassing them and dunking them in cold water. (laughs) Um, Later on in his life, about when he was like 15 to 16, he became so beautiful that all the Ulster men worried that without a wife, Without a wife, he's going to steal all their wives and daughters. Uh, So they're like, hey, you need a wife. And he's like, okay, I want to marry this girl. And the girl he's talking about is Emmer, who's daughter of Forgal Mwak. Forgal is not happy with this. He does not like Kulain for whatever reason. And so Forgal says that Ku should go train with the warrior woman Skaha in order to learn how to use a cursed spear, which I'll explain later on. And he hopes that that'll what be what kills him. Uh, Ku takes up the challenge and goes to her residence in Dunska, or Land of the Shadows, in the Isle of the Sky. Skaha teaches Ku the art of war, and how to use the cursed spear, Gaia Bulga, a terrible barbed spear thrown with the foot that can cut down its victim. Gaia Bulga means the spear of mortal pain or death, or gap-notched spear, or belly spear. Here's a quote from the Tain about the Gaia Bulga. The Gaia Bulga had to be made ready for use on a stream and cast from the fork of the toes. It entered a man's body with a single wound like a javelin, then opened into 30 sparks, only cutting away the flesh could it be taken from the, that man's body. Uh, he trains with another boy under Skaha, whose name is Ferdinand, who becomes Ku's best friend, and Thos, rather, and possible lover. We don't know. They don't specify. Uh, during his time there, Skaha gets a visit from someone who's not exactly friendly with her. It's Aoife, her twin sister. They have some sort of 
blood feud that's never really explained. But uh, to keep Ku safe, she gives him a very powerful sleeping potion. But like the protagonist he is, he sleeps it off in an hour. And then he goes and distracts Aoife enough to put a sword to her throat. And in doing so, he makes her agree to call off her blood feud with Skaha and have a son with him. So, happy ending. Yeah? He's 16? Afterwards, he goes and... He goes back home and... Uh, goes and tries to be like, hey, I'm back. Can I have my wife now? And Forgal was kind of mad about it, and so he said no. And so Kulain stormed his home, took took Emmer, and killed a bunch of people on the way out. Uh, and then Forgal dies. <laughs> At 17, Kulain single-handedly defends Ulster from another part of Ireland called the Connacht in the Battle of Cooley. Mayi, Queen of Connacht, has mounted the invasion to steal the bull of, of Cooley. The Ulstermen are under a curse, meanwhile, because someone decided to be a jerk and make a goddess run a foot race with a bunch of horses while in labor with twins. And the only reason Ku isn't under this curse is because he's only 17. So it's his job to stop Meheb's, Maeve's forces from coming in any further. He does it by invoking single combat, combat on everyone. So like, if they try to come and fight him, they have to do it one by one. And he wins every single one of them, like the protagonist he is. But after one particular fight, he lies wounded, and his dad, Lou, comes by and is like, Hey, you want, to, you want me to help you? While he's laying on the ground, really hurt, and possibly dying. And so Lou puts him in a three-day coma to heal him. When, he, when Ku wakes up, he finds that all of the boy troop, so like this young army of people that they're training has uh, been killed. And he goes into another one of his warp spasms, or Ristorad. Uh, his foster father, Fergus Mahroch, is uh, in exile, so he's with Maeve, and he's sent to face Coob, but yields as long as uh, Fergus He's sent to face Ku, but uh, he asks Ku to yield as long as, and uh, if Ku does that, then Ku tells him that he has to yield the next time they meet. He has, so his, his bro, his lover, his boy, Ferdinand, comes back, and they have a really big duel, and it's kind of sad because, like, who wants to fight their best friend? Come on, guys. And uh, he has to kill him with the Gaia Bolga, which fills Ferdinand with the thorny red mess. So 
Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, the Ulstermen get up, the Ulstermen finally get up and over their curse and ready to fight, and Maeve's army retreats. In some versions of this, Ku goes to fight Maeve herself. And, uh, right before he go, right before the fight, he, uh, Maeve goes on her period. So they have to, do, they have to retreat because of that. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that's fun. There's a couple misadventures. There's, like, an affair. There's, uh, there's an affair. There's someone killing. There's an affair. There's Ku killing his son somewhere in that. Uh, yeah, great fun, but we're just going to kind of skip to the ending. So, Ku, so Maeve is conspiring to kill him with a bunch of others who don't really like Ku because he's not that great of a person. And, uh, so Ku's fate by the end is sealed by him breaking his geza, or taboos. And um, his geza includes a ban against eating dog meat, but in early Ireland, there was a very strong taboo against refusing hospitality. So when, an, when a little old lady comes and offers him meat, he can't refuse, only to find out that it's dog meat. And... Uh, it leaves him weakened, and he gets defeated. So he goes and ties himself to a rock, so he dies standing. In some versions, he does it using his, uh, his insides, so... <laughs> the Celts are freaking metal, guys. <laughs> um, and they don't believe that he's actually dead until a crow lands on his shoulder. But... When they go go to cut off his head, he starts glowing and cuts off the person who's trying to cut off his he head's hand. That's quite a sentence, right, guys? So, yeah, that's Kukulain's legend. Discussion time! Alright, so Tiffany pointed out while we were researching that... Mm -hmm. Ku's mother, let's see if I can remember her name. She'd be a lot like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Anybody else notice that parallel? I mean, come on. She she's like what? She's a virgin, right? She's a virgin. She's she's a virgin. She's engaged. And then all of a sudden, she has a baby. She gets prego with somebody else's baby. And it's a god's. <laughs> and they are like, ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> In in Kukulain's myth, though, uh, his mother aborts the baby that was placed in her womb by the god. But Mary kept the baby, and Joseph was like, oh, okay, let's do this. Jesus! Y'all need Jesus! There's something that, you know how, like, England had to get up all in everybody's biz. Like... Mm -mm. He had to go off and England had to go off and just kind of mess up all Irish mythology. And that, I mean, 
I guess it got written down, but like, how, how why? You messed it up. <laughs> Thanks, England. Okay, but let's be serious here. Y'all, when he like tied himself to a rock, he tied himself to a rock, okay? With his intestines, okay? And I was thinking that whole time, you know, that's kind of like when Ellen, Ella and Ella Enchanted had herself chained to that tree, you know, except, well, she didn't chain herself with intestines. She chained herself with chains. <laughs> that is true. How many of us want to be chained with intestines? How you got to be metal. <laughs> so he appears... He appears in Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Oh! I didn't know that. But <laughs> he appears as an Irish wolfhound, so it's only by name. Ooh, it's the comics. Yeah. Ooh, so for those of y'all that was thinking it was the movie like me, it ain't the movie. <laughs> That's cool, though. Oh! Yada, yada, yada. He's... In a bunch of big games, if you know the Final Fantasy series, um, his spear in it, Gaia Bolga, <laughs> is in it. He's Mjolnir. And he's in another series called Fate Stay Night, but that's a whole nother topic of its own. He's in the game Smite as the third Celtic god. And. He's in the Taken King expansion for Destiny with a rare shotgun named Kukulain D. Hmm. And the text on it is you may die, but you will die with your you will die on your feet facing your enemies. Now, that's the same um prophecy that was told about him, was it not? Or very similar to it? The prophecy about him that he gained when he was seven was, uh, bleh, <laughs> was that he was going to die at a young age, but he would be famous doing it. Well, at the very least, it reminded me of it. Made me think of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. He apparently appears in one of the legends about another Irish hero, but we're not going to go into him specifically. Uh, but apparently he showed up as a giant, and this other dude had to bite his middle finger to take his power away. Uh, sucks for him! <laughs> and, and this other two dude had to, like, disguise himself as a baby somehow. You know... All of that. <laughs> There's also how Kukulain killed his son, and that was kind of sad. Oh. There was, like, this rule where he couldn't tell anybody his name, and anyone who confronted him had to, he had to fight. And so this kid was, uh, he went off and did that, and he didn't tell anybody his name, and he went to see... Kukulain, and yeah, he kind of got killed by Ku because he didn't know him. <laughs> There's also speculation that he might be an incarnation of the god Lu, who's also his dad. Ooh. What? But 
if this timeline is gonna make any sort of sense, we're not gonna we're not gonna touch that. Okay. I'm my own son. Apparently, he goes and has an affair on his wife, who's the girl that he he went off and trained with a warrior woman for. But he kind of cheated on her with a fairy, and then he felt really bad for it. And then their memories got taken away. Man, I mean, though those fairies, <laughs> those those darn fairies, they get you every time. Mm-hmm. There's a beheading challenge in this story that appears in others other stories, like with Sir Gawain Ooh. and. The French and French life of Kardak and other people. So that that's something he appears in with uh, King Arthur. Yeah. For y'all that don't know, Gwen is is um, part of the Knights of the Round Table. He's he's the one. No, never mind. I was about to say he was the one that did the Holy Grail, but that's Galahad. Yeah. That's Galahad. He's the Green Knight. Yes. If any of you have heard of the story of Gwen and the Green Knight, um, which my English class actually just read, like, last month. It's a pretty good story. Never ended up finishing it, but it's a pretty good story. Well, that's all for this week. Um, Next week, we're going to be comparing a Greek hero with a Celtic hero, yes? Yes. No? Next week, we have a versus between two invulnerable heroes. Two invulnerable heroes. So, all right, bye, guys.